It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. What's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? We have walked our way down to here to episode number 43, and I want to thank you all for listening. Actually, episode 42 uh, everybody contributed to make a, a record for us that slid into the second most listened podcast for the season, and we're not technically in the season yet. So I want to thank all our listeners out there for uh, hanging out and being so awesome. Uh, another couple of cleanup notes before we introduce everybody. For those who've asked, we are now on Stitcher Radio, Stitcher.com. It's, a, it's just another way to kind of, uh, you know, their mobile app is is great. You can save all the stations on there. A uh, little different from iTunes if you're still there and listening to us on iTunes. I also need you to do us a huge favor. We, we're trying to grow our presence there, and we really haven't asked as much uh, with uh, with iTunes as we have with everybody. But if you could do us a favor and just rate us, even if it's just the star, you don't have to write a review just to kind of get uh, that more notable so when people search Philadelphia Eagles, they'll know BGN Radio as well. Some other exciting things right on the horizon uh, don't want to jinx anything yet, but we'll get to those hopefully by next week. Some good things coming with the program, uh, which means more good things for you and uh, ticket giveaways and all that good stuff. But now that that's all out of the way, I want to thank you again for tuning in. And let's introduce everybody around the horn as we look to my left. It's the editor-in-chief of BleedingGreenNation.com, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowton. How are you, sir? I'm here, and I'm ready to get the regular season started after this last preseason game. If you couldn't tell that in his voice, I don't know what gives it away. But uh, looking over to my right, it is uh, from 97.5 The Fanatic, super producer Mr. James Eltzer. How are you, buddy? John, I can't believe we're at 43. I feel like this podcast needs to go out and buy a Porsche or something and drive around. <laughs> kind of at that midlife crisis point. Maybe in seven more podcasts, it's ready to go through. The, uh, the It's more of like a 50s type of uh, midlife crisis for okay. these guys. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll Good. get there, though. Good. But, uh, gentlemen, obviously we're going to get into, finally for the last time, a bunch of what-ifs with uh, what's going to happen tomorrow night against the Jets. And I'm not, I'm not saying that we're, we're bored. It's just that, you know, we're, we're all hankering for the season to get started. Before we get into that, probably another thing we're absolutely sick of talking about is the Riley Cooper and Michael Vick. And both of those got put together today. Uh, uh, ESPN New York, Mr. Ian O'Connor, columnist over there, 
I guess, interviewed Michael Vick. And uh, Michael Vick, I guess, is kind of resenting the fact that Riley Cooper didn't really respond back to Michael Vick after he was thinking that he was the guy that kind of saved his career. Uh, You know, he went on to say we had guys talking about knocking him out and taking his head off, doing X, Y, Z to him on the field. And none of that happened out of there, out of respect for myself, quote, I think. James, anything you want to add to that? I mean, is this, um, I can't really get a, get a sense of what you're, what he's, uh, what he's trying to say and why he's doing it now. You have any insight on that? No, I honestly, it, it comes off a little passive aggressive and, and I, I like Mike Vick. I, I think he came here and he really kind of, you know, reformed his image and was a good guy and didn't really have too many issues off the field or anything along those lines. So no ill will towards Vic. It's just, I, I read the article. Uh, it just comes off as very passive aggressive. It comes off as, you know, I had this, you know, I was so bold to stand up and, and it, you know, take take the locker room like that and save this guy and he won't respond to me. I just, it doesn't need to be out there. It's like, you know, Text him. If he doesn't text you back, that sucks. Move on. It just seemed like it, there's really no – who cares? Who really cares? Well, you know? well I'll, say, I'll say this because I know we're talking – I do think if that's what happened, I do think that's kind of a shitty move because I Yeah, do- yeah, yeah. He should have texted him back. There's no question. I, actually, I agree with that. We have an update. Oh, update. I'm seeing on Twitter right now Breaking. we're seeing Tim McManus is saying that source close to Vic told me Vic and Cooper have spoken since the article came out and that they are, quote, all good. So there we go. <laughs> Thank God. It's over. Our national nightmare is over, Ta-da. guys. Thank goodness. I actually am glad that that uh, Tim reported that because that's, I mean, that was probably going to be on ESPN all day tomorrow. And, you know, granted, not that I sit here and watch ESPN all day. I'm just saying it, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things that, a, a continuing story, a story probably out of nothing could have happened, and I know Brandon didn't really care about it too much in the beginning anyway, but uh, uh, well, uh, good. Uh, problem resolved. Let's all shake hands and move on to things that are more important, like tomorrow against the Jets. Um, BLG, what, uh, if anything, are you looking for tomorrow night? I think one of the big things has to be, you know, the fact that Matt Barkley is getting, you know, the chance to start the game. And he hasn't had a lot of time to really play in preseason, you know, because he's the third string guy and those guys don't always get reps. And he's also splitting time uh, with DJ Kinney. You know, they're getting him some time, too, in the the fourth quarter or whatever of these games. So, you know, tomorrow's a really good chance for for Barkley to come in here and, you know, show he belongs. You know, obviously the team brought in Mark Sanchez this offseason and it was pretty clear at a certain point, you know, that they brought him in because they weren't comfortable with Barkley being the second string guy. And while I don't think Barkley has necessarily had a bad summer, I don't think it's had a he's had a good summer. He, his summer hasn't been as good as you wish it would have been. So, you know, I think tomorrow is a, is a chance or again tonight is the chance to, to rectify, you know, some of those wrongs or some of those mistakes he has made and, you know, put a good showing there. And maybe, you know, it's not just about putting on a good show for the Eagles improving and proving he belongs in Philadelphia moving forward. You know, it's just about putting good tape out there, you know, and and that could help him in the future if he isn't meant to be long for in Philadelphia. So, you know, you're really looking for some kind of inspiring performance out of him. 
I mean, uh, yeah, t- totally Barkley, obviously. Vic coming back after. Thank thank, thank the Lord that, that Vic and Coop are good again, so we can all stop worrying about that. I look forward to the <laughs> embrace at the 50-yard line prior to the game. Uh, but outside of that, I'm looking at the possession battles. Uh, uh, you know, there are five running backs with a chance to make this roster. Obviously, Sproles and Shady are on the roster, but after that, any of those three guys could make it. It could be one, it could be two, it could be three. I think that's a really interesting battle to watch. Uh, the defensive line still, you know, people think Brandon Bear is going to take that last spot. Who knows how many they'll hold? Will Damian Square make the team? Uh, I- I'm really looking at those kind of position battles, the ones that are at least still there. I think we we can say who the starters are, uh, but there are definitely a few of those last spots on the 53-man roster that are definitely still up for grabs. And, of course, the kicking. I want to see what Cody Parkey looks like. I want to see if, you know, he could be the guy. So I think I'm looking at kind of those last people to make the team. And, you know, I know we've beaten the kicking situation to death the past three weeks, but is there any reason that you're going to let Alex Henry kick tonight, BLG? I mean... No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to see him. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's to the point where, you know, all due respect to Alex Henry as a person, but I mean, it's just you know, as, as a player, it's it's just to the goal. It's a, it's a chip shot in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, 31 yards. And it's not even, you know, like it doinked off the upright or anything. I mean, he missed it wide completely. And it's yeah. just to the point where you're just like, Ah oh, man, and and to be fair, he has had a good training camp. I mean, for what that's worth, I don't know what that really means, even in terms of you know how reliable those much numbers as, are. But as much as how accurate he was in college, right? You would, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, and he has, you know, I, I I think I did a post a couple of weeks ago where I actually kept track of the numbers and I tallied him up, and he was like twenty nine to thirty one. It's pretty good. But uh, you know, it's just to the point where like, you know, I I just don't think he can be the answer and i think that anyone you possibly can get you know has the potential to be better that said you know i i don't know how to feel about parky either i mean i guess you know give him a chance because he's here but you know he his college numbers weren't very inspiring the kickoffs are okay with him you know he's doing i think he does okay on them i think he had at least one touchback last week he might have two i can't remember the exact number but I mean, I, I'm not sure he's the answer either. I, I really think, you know, there's guys out there. There's Dustin Hopkins, who was recently released by the Bills. He's out there. Uh, maybe he has some kind of groin thing still going on still. I'm not sure what's up there. Uh, Brandon McManus was obviously traded to the to the uh, the Broncos because the Giants wanted to keep him away from the Eagles. So, I mean, that's thanks a lot, Giants. <laughs> and uh you know, maybe there's a guy out there. I feel like that's almost where the answer has to come at this point. I just, I'm not really sold on Parky. And then, you know, I kind of just, you know, Henry, it just is what it is. Yeah, you have to know what you have in that guy. And if he doesn't go, then I guess you stick with Henry for the first few games until he, sh- I mean, like, he really craps the bed and then you have to go some sign somebody else or just cut him out right. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how good the other guys will be, but that's something we'll look for, uh, look into uh tomorrow night and I, I really do hopefully that i really do hope that uh henry doesn't see a kick uh tomorrow night the other uh, battle i am really interested in is still with the running backs i think that is gonna come down to the wire um you know i'm not sure if chris polk has is it been announced or not that he's gonna be uh taking some snaps tomorrow night anybody know it's unclear i think he said he's around 80 percent he doesn't seem 100 percent if he's gonna go I think that's, yeah, I mean, I think between Tucker and Josie and Barner, I think they're going to ball out like crazy, and that's going to be fun to watch. Um, And 
I don't know. Is there anybody that's a front runner for you right now, James, in that spot of definitely he's going to make the team regardless? Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. I've kind of done a 180. I, I, I never thought Tucker would be that guy, but after watching the preseason, I just don't see how you don't keep Michael Tucker. I mean, he, did I say Michael Matthew? Matthew Tucker. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see how you keep, how you don't keep Matthew Tucker. Uh, you know, he's been awesome in the preseason. He's looked great in games, uh, had an injury, came back from it quickly. Surely we want to be out there. Uh, can catch the ball to the backfield a bit. Uh, for me, Tucker has really leaped to the front of that list. Uh, I, I originally thought there was no way Polk didn't make it. And, and it seems like with as long as Polk, has been out and off the field. You've started to kind of hear the frustration from the coaching staff. You know, in certain press conferences, you're going to hear Chip be like, yeah, we need to see him. We need to see what he can do out there, even though we know who he is. Um, and, and I didn't think that Polk would need to kind of show it as much as I, I do believe now. I think Polk's going to have to be able to show them what he can do to secure that roster spot. So I, I think Tucker's kind of leapfrogged them. I do think they keep four. Uh, so I, I do think there will be another one, but I don't know if it's going to be Polk, Josie, uh, or Barner. I, Barner obviously can uh, return kicks as well, too. I think it's going to be uh, special teams is going to be something to watch as well because if guys like Josie and Barner can make a big impression on special teams, I think it's going to really help their chances of getting that last slot. I, I agree with James. I think four is definitely the number there. I, I just don't think three is enough at this point. You know, the Eagles say, and Darren Sproles says, you know, that he's comfortable with, you know, being like the backup should something happen to Shady, knock on wood. But, I mean, I just really don't see that. You know, I don't see him really carrying the workload of his age and it, just his type of running back. You know, he's not just like a quote-unquote pure running back. He's more at this point of uh, his career especially you know a guy who's catching the ball out of the backfield or on screens or whatever so you almost have to keep you know four because if something happens to shady then you're gonna have you know two guys who are actual you know more running back so you're probably gonna split time with uh in that worst case scenario some kind of you know running back by committee there and you know so you keep four and you know it's really maybe even keep five i mean that seems like a lot but I don't think they're ready to give up on Polk, even though he's had a disappointing summer. I think he's shown too much promise uh, at the end of last year. You know, he was getting more reps. I think Dave Fipp really likes him on special teams, that special teams coordinator. So, I mean, I don't think they're ready to give up on him. And then you trade for Barner, and I know they didn't actually really give up anything pretty much for him. But, I mean, you figure he's from Morgan, everyone's going to be like, ah, you know, the Oregon bias thing. But, you know, maybe maybe Chip really has a plan to keep him around. And then Josie, maybe, you know, maybe they keep him on the roster or maybe they feel they can just stick him on the practice squad since he's probably not going to be contributing anyway because he's going to be buried behind, uh, you know, Tucker, if Tucker makes it, which he probably will, or Polk or whoever, Barner. So I think it's a good problem to have in the end. If they If they end up cutting a guy and that guy gets away, I mean, you know, it's a little disappointing, but at the same time, if you're cutting good players, you know, that, that's a good sign. And BLG touched on it a little bit, and it's got, it kind of ties in with the the Oregon slash duck bias. Um, also, Mike K and uh, Dan Klosner <laughs> talked about this a little bit, too. I'm curious, James, do you think, uh, what is, I mean, like we had Acho and Matthews and that whole long debate last summer. Who do you think, if anybody, is this fan base and the media will absolutely freak out if uh, they get cut? Oh, wow. That's a good question, John. Honestly, I, I don't think there is uh, a similar situation this year uh, because other than that running back spot, 
it seems like, you know, they, you could understand if, if Aurelius Ben is a six receiver. You could understand if it's male. Uh, you could under, you know, I don't think it'll be MoMA, but I, I could see it happening. I, I don't think there's that player. I guess Brandon Bear kind of, uh, if, if Bear gets cut after how good he's been and after Chip talked about how our future is now, we don't care what his age is and all that. I guess if Brandon Bear got cut, he's kind of been a feel-good story. I think people maybe would care about that, but I don't think there's any, you know, I I don't think there are going to be any cuts where people are going to be like, you know, Oh no, what do we do? I I don't know. I see. I think it might, I think it might be with Barner. I think it's going to be Barner over Josie. And then that's going to be the Oregon (laughs) bias thing again. Uh, Sure. Sure. I I think that's going to be the thing, but again, like, but I don't think it'll be about the player. We lost Henry Josie. What are we going to do? You know? Yeah. It's yeah. I just think, uh, First of all, let me go back to the the Casey Matthews, uh, Chris McCoy, Emmanuel Acho thing. And that's funny how that played out, you know, because everyone's complaining at the time. And McCoy has never even played it down in the NFL still. I mean, he's he's in the CFL now. And then you have Acho who... That's a league of champions, I'll, I'll have you. Yeah. Mind. <laughs> and then you have Acho who's pretty much done almost nothing as well. I mean, he was on the practice squad for most of last year. So, I mean, that's another thing to keep in mind when we come down to cut day and people do get upset about something is, you know, maybe let's, you know, just wait and see, you know, where these guys end up, you know, just because someone has a really good summer like Chris McCoy did last year or Emmanuel Acho, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen when the regular season rolls around. I don't know. I think you can, you, you might be able to lump me into the, into the Barner Josie debate. I th- I think, I think I'd have a problem with that big time because you, you want, you're giving up uh, a draft pick when you can instantly stash him and just let him get healthy, let him get better, let him do whatever. There's no return guy now, really. I mean, you're going to be stuck with Nolan Carroll. You're going to be stuck with, uh, you know, Sproles returning punts and whoever the second guy is going to end up being, whether that's Brad Smith or if, you know, Damaris somehow weasels his way into that that spot again and God help us all if that happens. But, you know, I, I think that's kind of silly thing to do. I, I'm not sure I would criticize the move so much as I would what they gave up for Barner and then they – take the risk of putting Josie on the waiver wire because, uh, you know, he might get picked up. He might choose to go somewhere else if he can get playing time. So that I don't know. That's where I come they, out on that. I mean, they could also drop both those guys. You know, they That's could keep too. Tucker That's and Polk as the last two of the four and, right. and neither gets kept. So there, there are a lot of, you know, variations of, of what it could go with the running back spot and really across the team as well. Uh, you know, it's um, we're into that we're into that final stretch, guys. We're almost there we're less than uh less than two weeks away from actual football counting in this city and we're all very pumped and excited and there's really nothing much more to add to this game other than it's look for those awesome position battles have fun with it and and let's ride this thing out uh blg final thoughts final thoughts are you know they've there's, I think the Eagles, I, I tweeted out yesterday, are one of the only eight teams in the NFL, and I can't remember what the other ones are at this time, but one of eight that have not a single player on injured reserve or the, the PUP, you know, that list. So, yet, yet <laughs> knock on wood. But, I mean, hey, at this time last year, they had four ACL injuries. So, you know, let's just hope again for no injuries. And as far as a good game goes tomorrow night, I mean, you just hope that the players with something to prove, like we mentioned, like the running backs, Barkley, you know, you just hope someone, you know, steps up there and has a good game. 
Let's go. That's my final thought. It's go time. I'm ready. Football is finally about to be here. I just want to get through this game and want to start looking ahead to Jacksonville. Shout out to college football starting this weekend as well, because I know there's a few of us that are hanging around that are very excited about that. Shout out to my Iowa Hawkeyes for having the easiest schedule in college football and hopefully rides it to a Big Ten championship uh, very soon. But uh, for BLG, for Mr. James Elton, for myself, John Barchard, we want to thank you so much for listening to episode number 43 right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. 